You are now listening to the Two Dads Run podcast. Just two dads who run, talking about running and being dads and some other stuff. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Two Dads Run podcast. I am Gray. This is Kevin. And it is a true welcome back because it has been over a month since we have published anything. And for that, we are very sorry. Uh, (laughs) We said we went bullshit. Yeah. You know. Most hey, people drop off. I think the statistics are that people drop off around episode six. Yeah, the average. So what we were what we were told was that the average average podcast usually lasts about six episodes, and you know we were just like the NHL. We took a little Olympic break. We took basically the entire month of August off. It was not planned. It was just one of those things where you know, we do this for fun. No one, no one is paying us for this and rightfully so, (laughs) but you know, we do this for fun and my work was really busy. Personal life was exceptionally busy. Training was exceptionally busy with Kevin getting me ready for this race in September. Um, Kevin, your life and professionally and personally was all very, very busy as well, correct? My goodness. It, it, it definitely picked up over the last, I'd say, six weeks. So even when we were doing those last few episodes and then we went up to Baltimore, which was still one of the greatest experiences I've ever had, when we got back, you and I walked into a whirlwind of, I know, our personal career stuff and then and family. And, you know, the big thing is, is we always want to make this fun and 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 we knew there were certain responsibilities that we just had to take. I know that I needed to take, but every night I never like did not go to bed thinking about, Hey, it'd be great to get a podcast because we were watching all the Olympics yeah. and all the sports. Yeah. And- that was really a bummer that we didn't do any shows during the Olympics. And now I kind of feel like, the statue of limitations may have passed on the on the relevancy. Of and I the went Olympics. to the Sir Walter Myler to you support did our go guys. To the Sir Walter Myler, I was unable to attend that event as and well. I tried to do the best that I could and 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 getting real time um, recording so that you yeah. guys actually literally saw the race as if we saw it. And <sighs> we didn't we didn't even get a chance to talk about that. No, nothing. And and, and I don't think I've even shared with you, but. Haven't you, I've barely seen you since then. Yeah, and you talk about, and I'll say, you know what? I was in a little bit state of a de- de- depression. I remember this feeling when I finished the Ironman, and you reach this pinnacle, this mountain, and then you become. You, you, now you're the, you're like now what? Literally, you have that feeling of now what? Post race blues. Oh my goodness, they're yeah. so real. And when there's nothing planned. You really do, and then days go by and weeks go by, and you haven't thought about your next move. You really do get a little depressed, and obviously, with the news and everything that's happening with the you know the variant, um, Chile, my my done Dunzo officially twenty twenty one. It's not happening. It's not happening. I mean, you just look at the news two days ago. The European Union. You know, put U.S. citizens. Oh yeah, we're on, back yeah, on the list. So, and Chile's still level four. So that means that the U.S. is permit pretty much prohibiting any U.S. citizens to go. But then, even if you know the the nearest restriction would be that you would have to go, and you would have to then quarantine yourself for two weeks. So that mean you'd have. I mean, think about all that money. 
Yeah. And so, got time for that. So that's what's been happening, <laughs> you know, with me the last four to six weeks. And I know some of that's, you know, new for you. I mean, that's how busy we've been. Like, yeah, hey, no. how's it going? And you've been, I know you've been following the training plan. Yeah. For the most part, I, uh, I did. So the last time we saw each other was probably, was it two weeks ago or three weeks ago? I feel like it's probably been two weeks when now. we went on the we went, boat. Yeah. We, yep. We went and we went on a boat. Uh, and I did my first open water swim, which was an incredibly humbling experience. I felt like I had gotten the swimming thing down. I had kind of made it my bitch. I was feeling comfortable. I could swim some decent distances. I could swim some of these intervals and every single week, every session was getting better and better. So for the, for those of you out there that are struggling perhaps with the swim, just keep, just keep swimming, man. Cause it does get better. It does get easier. I'm feeling much more comfortable in the water, but let me tell you that open water swim is an entirely different animal. You can't see shit. I mean, absolutely nothing. Um, <laughs> I mean, sighting notwithstanding, I mean, actually picking a target and swimming to that target, like you would have to do in a race. Now I will say that my race, our race in September is basically a point-to-point swim. It's not a triangular thing. It's basically straight. So that's a good thing. There's one little curve in there in Banks Channel. Yeah, you take a right and then you take a left. Yeah, you take a right into Banks Channel and you're or from Banks Channel into Mott Channel and you're good to go. Yep. So I'm not terribly worried about that. I think I'm just going to YOLO it a little bit and just follow some people. And if, hey, you know what? If I swim off course by a little bit, then so be it. Um, but yeah, that, that, that open water swim in a lake, I'm pretty sure it got me sick and I spent the pretty much the next, so that was on a Saturday by Tuesday, I felt like death. I had the worst sinus infection I think I've ever had in my entire life. And I'm, I'm incredibly prone to them. I actually had a sinus surgery like three years ago called sinus, uh, balloon sinoplasty. They stick a balloon in your sinus cavities and, and inflate it and kind of clean you all out and everything. It's pretty gross. But That's what you had? Yeah, so oh I had my. that like three years ago because, dude, I was getting sinus infections basically every six weeks, like clockwork. Jeez. Every you, six a weeks. Newborn? No, right? <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, it, it was it was brutal, man. And so I, I got the surgery, and it, it helped for a little while, probably about eight months. But since then, I've been pretty good. Um, with m- kind of mitigating the things that I know are, are triggers for it. But man, that water jacked me up, bro. I felt like ass for like probably 12 days. You so know, what? I it's, won't be getting back in the water in that uh, lake. Sorry. It, you know what? I ended up getting sick myself and I, goodness, I never, ever, 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 ever get sick and I can't make it into work. I'll, let alone when you're virtual. Now that's yeah. You, know, you I, can't I, make it to work virtually, and you're feeling like dog shit. And that's what ended up happening. Really to me too. Yep. Yeah. Wow. So I mean, and goodness when was that? Gracious, I don't even remember the last time I I literally miss work, and that was just the weirdest feeling. One being sick, but being like down as much as I was. But yeah, I thought about the lake too. And when you literally that lake for the most part, it's not bad. But I mean, even now. 
when you it's been so hot and no yeah. rain and the bacteria and things that are growing, it is a concern. And I'm thinking about it now because this weekend we're taking the girls camping for their first time and we have the boat for every day. So I'm thinking where you got sick, I got sick. It's probably not a smart idea. I mean, I wish it would have rained a little bit more than I feel more comfortable about it. Well, and they say the rain too. I know, so I know, and this is not to besmirch our beautiful Jordan Lake here uh, in Raleigh, but because <laughs> it really is, it's absolutely gorgeous around there. If you guys are local, you're familiar with it, I'm sure. But for those of you that aren't, it's this beautiful area here in Raleigh that it's a man-made lake at its deepest. I think it's about 35 feet or so, but it, it's not dirty by any means, but if you're familiar with North Carolina in July and August, it is incredibly hot. And even the rain can sometimes make it worse, right? Because you have the runoff and you get a lot of, that's when your E. coli and stuff like that tends to pop up, but it has passed the uh, EPA standards every single month for like the last couple of years. So we're not trying to say that it's dirty, but I'm not exactly a watertight swimmer. I get a lot of, <laughs> I get a lot of water in my nose and my mouth, you know? And so it was just yeah. one of those things, man. You know, it was just, I didn't know you didn't even tell me that you got sick. So no, I didn't. Yeah. You, you purposefully omitted that information <laughs> so that I wouldn't think I did. it was Jordan Lake. I, he's I like, want you to be a little bitch. He's like, nah, man, I, I've been swimming here all summer long. No I problem have. at I all. Have. Yeah. Right. So you go swimming with me just happens to get sick. I'm so sure that's real. But anyway, so I didn't really train at all. I swam um, the first couple of days I did train because it did kind of make me feel better. Elevating my heart rate a little bit, I think kind of opened my sinuses up a little bit, made me feel a little better. But after about the first three days, it was all I could do just to get through work because I was still going to work. Because yeah. I knew I, it was it was just it wasn't something like I was <laughs> so fighting I'm through. The one that actually got hit the worst. Yeah, well, I mean, it wasn't. I, ba- I, I really didn't have a choice, quite honestly, and it wasn't a situation where I was like fighting through COVID or anything. It was just I had an insane amount of pressure in in my face, <laughs> right you know right behind my eyes, and I just I, I didn't have a whole lot of energy. Right. So I was just powering through the day. I was training people, training, you know, new franchisees for my company and things like that. So, I mean, I was just, I had no choice. I had to be there. So, it, like I said, it was not like I was powering through COVID or anything like that. It was just this sinus pressure, sinus headache, and it just knocked me down. And by the time I got home from work every day, I was just melting into a puddle on the couch. And, and could not even fathom going out for, you know, a, a five-mile run or getting on the bike. When, and, and on top of all this, it was like 103 every single day the entire time I was sick. So it was just miserable, and there was no chance that I was going to go out and do that. So anyway. So here we are now. 12 days later, totally fine, yeah. feeling good. Um have gotten in a couple of good sessions. So did have to miss a race that I had on the calendar, 
but no, no big deal. Yeah, I mean, at least I didn't sign up for it and lose a hundred bucks. <laughs> well, the at least the you know to look at it, you've been doing it for sixteen weeks, so this is a sixteen week training program that you've been on, and for you to have missed the last two, that's still completely acceptable because next time you do a sprint. And even Olympic, I will not do more than a 12-week program for you. Well, and I mean, actually, the having the race on the schedule was actually kind of a blessing in disguise if I was going to be sick. Because that week, there was only three or four training sessions in there. And I got in half the week the week before. So I didn't miss two full weeks of training, which was nice. I missed a, a decent chunk. But it could have been much worse. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're talking, it could have been a total of 18 sessions that I would have missed. So in, in that regard, it wasn't the worst thing ever. So I'll take that. Yep. And I definitely don't feel like I've lost any fitness at all. That's good. No, I mean, for sure. As far as long as you've been doing this, you shouldn't have. No. So the I mean, race officially sold out, by the way. I saw that. A thousand people. A thousand people. A man. thousand people for a sprint. Tell me how they're going to space out a thousand people over the course of a twelve mile cycling course. I mean, there'll be people that will probably be on their way to finish when probably people are starting. So it's going to be an like an all day event. I was talking to one of my triathletes. She doesn't mind if I drop her name, Laura Chatton, and so she's going to be doing the race, and she is, I. Uh, She's worried about her swim because her she she feels maybe her swim is maybe her weakest discipline. But I'm telling her, I'm like, and, and for you as well, that this is a race where it's completely just you because there's going to be so many people out there. So you'll have that confidence booster because you'll be passing people anyways. So, I mean, just I would say don't worry about it. Um, I think one of her concerns, which – you shoot me later, Laura, but I think it's fine that, uh, that she come last. I'm like, hell no, like super fit. Both of you guys going to do fantastic. All you had to seriously, there's people from all different shapes, sizes, and ages, but everybody's out there just doing their own thing and having a good time watching everybody else do it. So that's kind of like the fun part with triathlon. I know you and both of you guys are very competitive mindset, which is really cool. So, you know, the win is, is, all right. Well, every time you pass somebody, there you go. There's a win. You know, there's at least one person, you know, that you actually are faster if you wanted to have that, you know, that much competitive mindset, but go out there and have fun. Yeah. I mean, I just don't, I guess. So in other, I almost, I did almost sign up for that race that I was supposed to do last weekend. I got all the way to the part where I had to submit credit card information. And I was like, yeah, let's, let's just wait and make sure that this is really going to happen. So you're not just out a hundred bucks or whatever. Right. So one of the things that they did ask is your projected or submit a 100 yard swim time. And this race didn't do that. So is the onus on us now to basically kind of hang out in the back for those of us that are not strong swimmers and not don't want to get run over? I mean, Mm. how are they going to? There's a possible, you know, that's a good question. There's a possibility that when you go for registration pickup that they might ask then, and then they might give you a specific color cap 
with a thousand people, that could probably be the case where your cap is a wave of the one thirties to the one forty fives. I'm not that fast. Well, that's just an example. <laughs> They'll probably be from the one minute to one thirty group there yeah those people are stupid and well, we, we hate those people you'll see them they'll they'll definitely be out there with a thousand people trapped you know some people that have been doing it for their entire career and this is the oldest triath oldest sprint old, yeah oldest sprint triathlon yeah. on the east coast that's badass and it's in a beautiful area <laughs> but i said behind, it first oh <laughs> everybody there. has to drink when every time kevin says badass so that was, I think, just one episode. Yeah, where they were, you and I just had. Anyway, in case you guys can't tell, we're we're having a lot of fun being back in front of microphones again for the first time in about a month. Oh man, you know. So what else has happened? I I, I told you before, but you know, I thought that was really neat. So last week I went to Asheville, North Carolina. Um, it's my the the guys from high school, and then we went to college. The guys I've known just as long as I've known you. And we went out for our annual trip this year. And in Asheville, obviously, they have a lot of cool breweries. And the group split in half one day. It was Friday. So one group, half the group went golfing. The other half went kind of just beer hopping in Asheville, which was awesome. Which of those groups were you in? I was in the beer hopping group. Of course you were. One million percent. (laughs) I mean, these guys, they went to golf at the Omni Grove Park Inn. I mean, yeah, and those dudes are pretty good golfers too. Yeah, they're good, and that's a beautiful. Yeah, course. I know Charlie is Charlie, James, and Troy. They're, they're all three pr- pretty good. But to play at the Omni Grove Park Inn, that's throwing a lot of money, and we threw already a lot of money to get this badass cabin. There you go. Yeah, I said it. Drink two on the side of the mountain. But anyways, fast forward because it's not that important. But anyway, wearing the Believe in the Run Baltimore short shirt the one that we had printed by the ASIC guys, one of my favorite shirts just because of the way it fits. And then it's, I mean, I wore it. It's a good shirt. I'm wearing it now. I wore it on our anniversary night. (laughs) We went to the night that we went to go see the Walter Myler was our anniversary night. Oh God. Yeah. 12 years. So we went to dinner. Congratulations. Thank you. Back to the story in Nashville. Sorry. (laughs) Wearing that shirt, just kind of standing up and this table next to me. And the guy says, believe in the run. Thomas Newberger, and I'm like, yeah. And like, um, uh, it's like, uh, you guys from Baltimore? I'm like, no, no. Or I'm like, no, actually in Raleigh. And then I was like, oh, the shirt. I was like, but Thomas Newberger, it's like, how how you know him? And it's like, no, we um I actually worked with him in a startup about seven years ago. I was wow. like, what? Small I was world. Like, Crazy. And then one of the other friends at that table was like, uh, believe it or not, is that like in the Fells area? And again, only time I yeah. heard Fells was when I went up there yeah. with, with you. I was like, yeah. I was like, oh. So then I told him the story about you and I and, and the podcast. And one of the other uh, one of the gr- other girls at the table had said, hey, I saw you I saw you guys running that morning. I'm like, very cool. And I told them more about Mobtown Brewery. I told them about the story of nice. me giving the beer to a homeless guy. Oh, geez. Who <laughs> was thirsty at 10 a.m. And it was just really neat. So the first time that I, you know, went out and it was like, and then they, they connected it and they thought that was really cool. So as far as like the two dads run podcast and Thomas Newberger, cause they just kind of knew. Yeah. Um, but I thought that was very neat. That and, is cool. And yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. I just thought that was a pretty cool story to share. 
That is awesome. But it's you just, had something cool also where, uh, yeah. So again, you know, kind of how believe in the run is uniting the world here. And, uh, I feel like we, I believe that was like, their we, mission we, we statement like, yeah. we asked them, we, we name dropped these guys on every episode, but, um, they're just, you know, they've been really influential on us and very helpful for us and navigating this crazy world of, of podcasting and social media and things like that. But no, so I was turning out of my neighborhood to go, meet up with Chad to go for a, a, a ride on the bikes. And I turn out of my neighborhood and I see a guy wearing a believe in the run hat, like the one that we had gotten or the one that I had gotten while we were there in Baltimore. And I thought that was kind of crazy and just, you know, small world. How many people could possibly own this limited edition hat, especially in, uh, in, you know, this relatively small town of, uh, of, of Carrie that I live in. So I keep, you know, I keep going. We go ride. We went probably about 20, 25 miles that, that day and came home and was just scrolling through Facebook. And one of my running groups came up and I saw that this guy had posted his kit for the day, what he was going to be wearing. And it included that hat with the RC elite version two and a similar looking outfit that the guy I had seen earlier that day. And so I, I decided to comment and I was like, hey man, this is gonna sound super weird. But you don't happen to live in the Cary, North Carolina area, do you? And we ended up he's like, Yeah, as a matter of fact, I do. And we ended up messen- messaging through Facebook Messenger, and the dude lives like the next neighborhood over. And so we ended up meeting up. It it took some time, you know, to get our schedules aligned and stuff like that. But we ended up meeting up to go for a run. And he's a he's a great guy. His name's Adam. But he and his wife got married on the exact same day as me and Kristen. Same day, same year. And he also has two little girls. I mean, just, that is weird. Man. There's like something in the yeah. water around here. Everybody's got girls. But it seems like everybody I meet has two little girls. Well, that's good because that means we can band together because I don't feel that way. I feel that everybody that I meet, especially in this neighborhood, there are tons of little boys. And me having two of the only little girls when there's 20, I don't know, I believe there's probably about 20 boys on this street and two girls. And I have the two girls. So I'm not looking forward to that. Yeah. At all. So when we meet, better guys, work on those like MMA skills or something like that. Yeah. Start beating up little kids. No, I did get the girls into jujitsu at um, at one point, but yeah, and they they loved it. But we switched over to. I mean, that was also something cool. I didn't, you know, we it's been a while since I shared with you the girls. They did swimming this year, yep. and it was really neat to. I think I think we talked about it in one episode yeah. where. You and, did the swim, yeah, the swim race against and, the count the t- coaches, and they and they actually f- every meet afterwards still did the same thing. That was like our last episode. No way. <laughs> That's how long it's been. Wow. But here we are. We're back, and no, that was really neat to see them finish the season. So we're looking at a local swim club. There's a couple that kind of torn between, just based off of the reviews. So I want to talk more to some maybe some of the parents that are on there. Um, the TAC Titans, the one at the Triangle Aquatic Center up in Cary. Okay. 
So they actually had quite a few people from that team make it to the Olympics. So they actually have Olympians. And the 17-year-old who did the butterfly, she didn't make it to the finals, but she made it to the semifinals. But 17-year-old from oh, uh, yeah. from, yeah, from that same swim club. Really? And North Carolina in itself, one, you think about overall in the world, USA, they're always dominant in the swimming. Sure. So that, you know, when you look at countries like England and Germany and Brazil, you know, they're known for soccer. You know, that's their their thing. And U.S. being swimming, it's why not take advantage of that? You know, obviously we're doing something right. And then you have these clubs that are producing these Olympians. They actually probably have, you know, something good going on. And that's the way I look at it. Yeah. But I want them to have fun. I want them to have fun. And my, can, my fear and concern is them getting into that specific type of mindset this early kind of on the fence on, you know, will that, will they lose the fun is my concern when it is very ready. You start on that path, not saying, Hey, I want my girls to go to the Olympics, but they loved swimming this summer and they were very good at it. You know, I think every parent says that, but no, they were actually winning the races and I'm like, all right, well, if you girls are having fun and you're winning races, Let's see what you can do. So, so we're looking at two right now. No, that's, that's awesome. One. I mean, you you're a good swimmer. I was very impressed. Yeah, when, that was that your first the... time seeing me swim. Yeah, really. Yeah. So very you cool. were you were very uh, agile in the water. So, well, thank you, like, sir. A, a slightly fish like, so I was a little annoyed by that. <laughs> um, but I guess Dude, I guess you, you got to be better than me in something. Oh, you, you knew that. I was like, oh, man, Kevin's actually pretty damn good I was in the like, water. like, oh, Kevin can swim. How about that? Because, uh, <laughs> yes, you do have me in running <laughs> and probably cycling right now. Better swim fast, brother. But You, you better be faster than me on that fancy bike. No, uh, no, for sure. But my dude, my... I got to get back on mine. It's been a minute. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I got to go out with Chad or something. Yeah. Uh, this weekend would be a good weekend for you, too. Yeah, but yeah, let's, let's so. go cycling. What are you doing? What are you doing this weekend? I'll be camping. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I'll be yeah. camping with the girls. Well, again, it's only thirty minutes down the road, and then we did it. Are you? Are you uh, like camping? Camping in a tent? Camping yeah, in a tent? No, I'm out. Thanks. S- sleeping bag. Not a chance. Getting firewood tomorrow I'm, night. I'm, I'm way too bougie for that. Getting. No. I'll go sleep in a camper for it for uh, two days, but even that's kind of pushing it. You know, I'm I'm excited because I love camping, one, but two, <laughs> they're just because this is a make or break moment for the family, I think, for camping, meaning that if it goes well, you know what, we're probably going to do it again, obviously. But if it doesn't, I know damn well that we're never oh. going again. You and we sound have, like Clark Griswold right now. <laughs> I, I know, right? Here I am, sound like an old man, but we're... We have a brand new tent. I mean, everything is new because obviously you need the stuff to go. We could have borrowed, but we did buy some things. And and then we'll be having to sell that right back right afterwards if it doesn't work out. That'll be on Marketplace by Tuesday of next week. That's, uh, goodness, it's uh, it's an eight-man, t- I mean, literally, it's, it's, it's a bunch of good shit. So we'll see. <laughs> yeah, Next episode a, will be a recap a little of what, how that all went down. That's a no for me, dog. I'm out. Sorry. I'm, I'm, my wife is too, though. Kristen's, we're not, we're not 
She's like, no, I we're not outdoorsy people, man. Yeah. We're just not. We're built for comfort. <laughs> I need my. I need You're just my, soft. Yeah, what, call it what you will. Uh, you know what? I need my AC. At least you know. And I that's want fine. my. I want my king size bed. There's there's a reason we invented those things. David Goggins would be crying right now. He that's actually right. would be crying. He'd be upset. Probably be making some kind of excuse. <laughs> for you. So what else is going on, man? So we got these next four weeks with your race. We're going to get back on it. Yep. It's back to being consistent. I'm looking forward to speaking to a couple people, man. There's a couple that, um, you know, that I've actually spoken to. You know, Michael from Atreyu is still one that we need to get on the on the books. Yeah. The, you know, the founder of Atreyu. Well, we actually, we did, the, uh, we did the one interview, which we haven't released yet. So we'll have to get that out soon. So we didn't we didn't completely fall off the wagon. No, we did. We did for the month. We just didn't. Um, yeah, we just never finished it. We never. Yeah. So <laughs> it was on like a what like a Tuesday afternoon, some Thursday afternoon, something like that. So we just never we just never got a chance to finish it. But who else who else you got? Um. So you know what we've talked about dads, and I think it's been pretty cool to mix it up with moms and dads. So we're gonna keep it that way. Mix it up with a couple moms that have, um, you know, I was talking about swimming. Mm-hmm. That have some fantastic uh, swimmers um, that are just a little older than our girls' age. So it'd be neat to kind of talk to, uh, to someone like that. And then a couple dads. Dads were same thing. They've got daughters that are doing well, and again, not daughters, but just you know their kids and how they're ban- how they're balancing being entrepreneurs, how they balance. Um, you know, obviously the responsibilities at home and then you'll know, still be in there for, for your kids. And that's the, you know, the biggest thing. And then your, your success, I mean, granted, you know, everybody, we're always trying to self-improve, you know, but you know, as parents, you always want to see your kids to succeed. And if you can, you know, help them and invest in them as much as possible. So it's just kind of neat to hear some of these perspectives that you know, we've got uh, coming up. So I am looking forward to it. You know, we're going to have, we're gonna, you know, have the race recap yep. of the of the triathlon, and I think it'd be, you know, what it'd actually even be cool to have you and Laura uh, chatting on the yeah, podcast to hear perspectives from both of you guys on on the race, and you know, what, maybe we can reach out to the O, oh, the owner and founder of Without Limits, the team yeah. that actually. The team coming that will actually be hosting the rights full. Have you have you talked to this person I, yet? Or I you, haven't talked to him. I'm just no because <laughs> hey, look, because if they listen, yeah, I know they follow us though, so that's why I'm saying it. So if they're listening, yeah, no, we definitely want to speak to you because you and I both saw and I saw that photo. I'm like, damn it, that's gonna make him think otherwise about this triathlon because he got attacked by a man of war. Oh wait, so whoa, 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 whoa. back up. So for those of you that obviously are not in the area, the air, where we are swimming, there is a triathlon group down there. It's the uh, Cape Fear Triathlon Club or team or something like that. Where? And they down in, in Wrightsville. And so the they without limits team. Yeah, well, it's not the without limits team, but it's the same group of people. So in that Facebook group, they swim Mott's channel into Banks channel or Banks into Mott's all the time. Right. So it's the same course that we're swimming and they swim it two or three times a week, every single week. They have these meetups. 
that's where I saw the picture of a gentleman who had been stung quite severely in the face, neck, shoulders, arms, and was hospitalized and was stung by what they believe to have been a Portuguese man-of-war jellyfish. You're telling me that that guy is the founder of Without Limits? That's him. Shut up. Yeah, no, that's him because he had posted the video of that on the Without Limits uh, page. So you saw from a different page. I saw from another one. And I knew when you sent it to me, I'm like, oh, he knows. But he is the one that is also helping put this race on. And when I saw that, I was sure, sure. That I was like, do you tell Gray? Do you show Gray? I'm like, oh, you no. knew you weren't showing me that. And I was like, N-, and I did tell myself no, but then you sent it to me probably hours later, uh, hours later, which was, I, I thought oh, my, was funny. I, so I, I was actually telling my dad about that. So my family is very concerned by this whole triathlon business, oh, right? no. So, my parents always get to, yeah. especially when I did San Francisco. I mean, it's it's pretty dangerous. I mean, the, the cycling is dangerous, not I mean, so much from a race standpoint, but when you're training for it out on the roads, I mean, no, it is. people are stupid. They're crazy. I mean, and you're they, swimming and stuff you know, can happen. You're swimming in a all lake three of those, or an ocean, happen. you know, or even just in a pool. I mean, some things happen all the time, right? But you're living your life. You're, yeah. You're so my dad was like, I told him about the jellyfish thing. And he said, look, bro, I don't know what you paid to enter this race, but whatever it is, I'll give it back to you to not, to not do it. I was like, dad, it's going to be fine. It's, it's an hour and a half. It's an hour and a half and I'll be done with it, you know? And then, uh, can just continue running again, at least for now. So we'll see. Oh, by the way, I didn't tell you this. So, you know how I've been talking about doing the Kiowa Island marathon 10 short weeks after this, this triathlon. Yeah. Yeah, I'm scratching that. That's a smart idea. Well, I'm scratching it only because I found out that Kiowa Island is a pain in the ass. It's a private island. You didn't know that? It's pretty expensive to stay yeah, on the island. Yeah, not really. And that's the thing. So it's expensive to stay on the island. And if you don't stay on the island, you got to like do the whole shuttle thing. And it just it sounds like a pain in the ass. And I don't really want to deal with that. So push it back about a month and do Charleston. Ooh, the Charleston, Charleston Marathon on January 15th. That's a nice one. That's That'll a great time frame. Yeah. yeah. And you can stay all around in that area yeah. and not break the bank. And make a fun weekend out of it. And probably around that time period. There's nothing to do at Kiowa. Even downtown, Charleston won't be bad at all. So that sounds like a plan. Yeah. So with so. your dad wanting to pay you and reimburse you for that's hilarious. But I can see where they're like, this is completely something that we haven't seen or heard of from you. So, but it'll be fun. And yeah, I'm not going to get stung by a jellyfish running down the sidewalk. No, I, I know for you, I feel like for you, you're going to be once your feet hit the ground for the run, you're like, all right, bam, it's on. I mean, you're going to yeah. be on every single time, but you're going to be like, like it's almost like a treat or dessert that, all right, now, oh, now yeah, you're I in my wait. space because the swimming is going to be over before you know it, right? Yeah, I don't know about that. It will because, <laughs> I mean, the first time I swam that thousand yards, it was like 
21 minutes or something like that. And that was the longest damn 21 minutes. I mean, it might as well have been a year. It just felt forever long. But you're going to be with so many people. Yeah. The adrenaline's going to be rushing. You'll be done before you know. You'll hurt a little, especially as you get closer. Because then as when you when you see, they should probably still have the same marker, which was like this inflatable tube person. Sure. Yeah. So you'll see that. And then once you see that, I just always remember being like, man, that thing's never getting closer because you know that's the end. That's the exit. And for a while, there does start to play tricks on you. are like, gosh, this is definitely a lot longer than I expected. But then when you get out and you're on the bike. I just know, get bored. When you're swimming, you won't yeah. with all those people. Your yeah. adrenaline is going to be, because I, I say, you know, keep calm. Don't, you know, overextend yourself and get your heart rate running. You want to definitely be calm. But when you get onto the bike, what you do need to be concerned with is the little metal grate, the bridge. The bridge, yeah. Dude, you, that I see people, and I would say because you're out there to have fun and be safe, they'll ha- you'll see people riding on it, but when everybody's wetsuit is dripping wet and they're riding on the bike, that metal grates become slick as I don't know what. I almost bust it. And those grates have those ridges, those metal. Hard I was going to say, I bet that hurts like a bitch. I mean, it's like a shredder. Oh, so you'll see probably more people hop off their bike. It's only like 10 or 15 feet and then walk it and then hop back on it. And then the same thing on the way back, you know, cause you're finishing by that point. You know, sense to hurt yourself before you get to the run where you want to, you know, fly through. Yeah. So, Good piece of advice. Thanks, Kevin. Yes. I appreciate that. Absolutely. But, but anyways, so dude, no, it's for sure. Great catching up. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I was, you know, happy that you and I were very transparent with each other as far as the accountability piece. And, you know, the big thing is, is for us to have fun with it and we can be consistent and have fun and you know, we can be just, you know, just ourselves and tell everybody like, look, you know, lives get busy. Don't stop what you're actually, you know, love doing just because it gets busy. Keep going after it. And I'm glad we didn't fall yeah. off, man. Yeah. No, I mean, it just when it, when it starts to feel like a job and, uh, everything else is going crazy and haywire around you, it's, it's good to just step back for a minute and kind of collect yourself and, and regroup and, recharge the batteries a little bit and now we're back at it and it's good to be back yeah it's good to good to see you good to be uh talking into this microphone again and we'll put out some good shows for you guys and um just keep keep trucking we'll have the one interview that we did three weeks ago now we should probably reach out to her and be like hey we didn't forget or lose the interview we've just been a hot mess disaster yeah so, all right, guys. Well, thanks so much for checking out the show. Thank you to Hollister for producing us. Um, haven't spoken to Hollister in like three weeks, so I imagine that he's still our producer. Um, please make sure to subscribe to the show if you haven't already. You can check us out on all the social medias at Two Dads Run Podcast. And we'll talk to you guys next time.